Cheers. You're good to go. Welcome to Building Bridges. I'm Sebi. I'm Jan. And I'm so very cold. And this is a Eurovision podcast for the rest of us. We took a very short break, but we're back now after the holidays and a lot has been happening. And I mean, very much. I don't even know where to begin. Got well, it. first, first, I think we can say Happy New Year to everybody. Yes. And I hope you guys celebrated it uh, in a way as you wanted. And now you're back on track. And, you know, we are. So we are here again with, with another episode to sum it up what was going on in the past few days weeks yes and i i feel like you you're going to both educate me today because where i've been away I, I didn't really keep up with everything so i haven't heard all the songs i don't know all the news so i'm just gonna let you two talk and, and educate me and everybody else today what happened sebi in the meantime let's stay in the old year still for a while where albania chose its entry in fic 62 and of course they have chosen semren ndore i obviously pronounced it wrong by besa kokedima So guys, did you follow Fick at all this year? I mean, it's it was Fickmas, so it was obviously <laughs> the start of an Eurovision season, and uh, it was uh, you know it's it's an official start of the 2024 class. I would say uh, Fick is always offering you know some a formula which is going on for ages now, and it was no surprise when we saw Bessa announcing that she will do a revamp of the song. You know, so it's again no surprise. I would say, correct me if I'm wrong, but like it's been quite some time since. There was no revamp for Albania. Oh, I was pretty much a guarantee. Yeah. So, but like, you know, it's a format which works on its own. So they obviously want to, you know, to dig in with something which works for the local audience and then somehow putting the game up for the international uh, public when it comes to Eurovision. I'm used to watching these shows at 4.30 in the afternoon. So watching it from Doha at midnight was kind of a shock to the system. And like after, of course, touring around and shopping all day long, it was I have very brief, very vague memories memories of this is she the one that had the metal tits is that her the one that won in the semi-final yes i i because i watched that i didn't get to see the final because well, i was traveling again but uh, that's all i remember i remember muscles and a dress and then these metal boobs that's pretty much my whole memory of fic this year which is pretty much fic you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fic on its way to fika that's maybe a story Ooh, for... fic to fika there you go <laughs> yeah i think it's all right i mean it's nothing very unexpected from albania but i have to say i like the rest part in the middle that's quite unexpected and i hope that they keep that and maybe enhance it and don't make it you know too standard but overall so far i mean this is very typical from albania yeah and they usually qualify i mean they've got time now to read like you said to revamp it and get the staging ready and oh yeah they'll, they'll be fine and, 17th, and that's the rule for albania <laughs> <laughs> but we should really like uh when it comes to albania i think we can all agree to that like uh when we were watching eurovision from from uh, barcelona spain last year i think none of us really saw them as a qualifiers until we saw how the staging (laughs) live show actually worked it doesn't happen very often but that was the case when when it was pretty much so clear to see them you know in in the grand final of 2023 yeah just bring the right piece of fabric and you'll qualify exactly (laughs) and giving some drama giving some you know vocals giving some you know screams but you know that's pretty much it yeah 
Well, something that we uh, posted about on our socials, actually, but didn't discuss in the podcast yet, are the songs of Benidorm 2024, mm. the Spanish national selection. I think it's a very good national selection, actually, very diverse and very, you know, it offers different different genres and everything do you have favorites guys uh the thing is i i, I like to say that uh, when it comes to benidorm fest uh, even though at the beginning uh, people were sort of skeptical when it comes to spain especially to the countries of the big five whenever you know it's, it's a guaranteed spot in the grand final so sometimes some of these countries they really do they really do want to not to make so much effort of it but i would say it, it's a great year and i'm i think we're all in the game for hearing something good to hearing something you know versatile and i think it's we're in for a treat when it comes to spain so but all in all i would say that like as it is right now i think 2024 will be one of the strongest years from what it was offered to us well, more, more so than the songs themselves i think there's a lot of pressure on spain especially from well there's always pressure from their own fans because they're quite uh, numerous and quite loud but the international fans as well i mean you you went from slow-mo that i mean almost won take kalush aside but they did quite well chanel obviously mm-hmm. and last year all the hype over blanca paloma going into uh liverpool and of course comes last in the televote. So you have, we've had two Benidorm Fests with two very different results. And now we seem to have a very strong lineup again this year. So what's going to happen once we get to Malmö? I think in that sense, Spain and Albania are a bit similar because, you know, they don't really choose for Eurovision, but they choose what fits best to them, which is fine, of course. But, you know, uh, we saw it last year with Blanca Paloma. It just didn't resonate with the rest of Europe at all. But I have to say, I have two highlights in Spain. The one, the first one is San Pedro, which I think is a huge dark horse. If it goes to Eurovision, this could have the, like, Salvador Sobral effect, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then Nebulosa with Sora, which I think already is this year's Nochentera, because I think it's already yeah. not <laughs> one on, uh, in the Spanish charts or on Spanish Spotify charts at least. And it's such a I don't know if it goes to Eurovision. I actually think it won't because it's a bit, you know, maybe it might be too extreme. Well, and with the voting system in Benidorm 2, it's really hard for these uh, fan bops to win because you've got to convince that demographic jury and the RTVE jury too, which has most of the say. So it's really tough. I would just say that it, it's not really necessary that like there is any recipe as, as for now, because like I remember, I think last year I was driving off from airport in Bulgaria in Varna back to my apartment. And the first thing I heard on the local Bulgarian radio station was Nochentera, which was weirdly <laughs> enough at 1am, you know, and it wasn't an international radio station, it was pretty much local Bulgarian radio station, and what I wanted to say with this is, um, nowadays, even though like back in the day, it was the biggest success you could do qualifying to Eurovision, but there were so many examples when when songs, I'm not aware of AIA's radio success in Spain, but let's say, I mean, Nochentera didn't, didn't win the national selection, but still became a huge hit. 
it you know so yes. what's what's the bigger victory is it like qualifying to that stage being performing you know once i mean it's harsh to say but never again or is it better not to get there and get the international wider audience just outside of the eurovision because the song is still loved between yeah. both of the communities the ones who doesn't follow eurovision just know it from what football anthem was it something like that yeah the, the the spanish women played it when they won the the women's world cup this year on the other hand there's i mean a lot of euro fans who still you know don't dig in into that much but they still know nochentera wherever you go so it's a double win you know from this point of view so sometimes you really have to think strategically to see what's what's actually your your goal with a song and i definitely think that sora will have the same effect and even if it doesn't go to eurovision it will be well loved in the euro clubs and in bulgarian radio <laughs> shows <laughs> we will see maybe if we have somebody from bulgaria let us know a few months from now if 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 uh, zora is, is working well in bulgaria so yeah All right, shall we stay with the national finals and maybe move to Croatia next? It's been a very long afternoon because uh, each of the songs were played on HR2. I think, Dave, you followed a little bit. We were texting. Uh, it was very little. I was at work, so I couldn't really follow yeah. along. I just I, I heard Letre, basically, and maybe one or two others. But uh, props to you for toughing it out and listening for all those hours <laughs> to all those songs. Yeah, it was an, an adventure. <laughs> for sure uh one of the biggest uh rumors about it or maybe let's say one of the things that in the game for the biggest change when it comes to dora this year is like uh, hrt is intensively preparing to their national selection but apparently it should happen in zagreb instead of opatia which was the home of dora for so many years i think the last time maybe sebi you can correct me but the last time uh, dora was in zagreb was when daria won with uh, celebrate um, with celebrate um <laughs> Was that the last Could time? Be, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Could be. Yeah. So in that case, they they went for what twenty four, twenty five songs. We see some returning artists as well. They selected you know four extra songs in case if somebody's you know withdrawing from the contest there's a lot of drama actually when it comes to i mean drama uh when it comes to let three participation i don't know how much are you aware of that but uh, apparently let three are having this huge i would say a pr campaign when they're saying they didn't send a song to the national selection and this is actually somebody else you know sending that Amazing. and there sometimes you really have to get the uh humor of let three for that case because it's an ongoing story for so many years they're back with a song called babaroga so i think this is actually their pr campaign of of them you know not participating in dora and somebody else sending a song which we probably know this is not true but yeah i think uh what's weird is baby lasagna first of all the name is amazing but this was also you know a backup act and it seems to be like the other fan favorite next to litri and yeah. i can't believe that this was a backup entry because this is better than you know <laughs> at least 20 of the others that are were already directly in the selection i think this is amazing it's wild but 
But I don't know. It seems to be shaping up to have many. We have many crazy acts. I feel like we're gonna have because you know, in the other ones we talked about, like Estonia has a huge favorite that is very sort of crazy and almost novelty act like. And uh, we talk about Norway in a minute. Do you think this has to do with the hundred percent televote in the semi, which we already discussed with Jan Bors a few months ago? I would say that this is uh, something that is definitely connected with Karia's participation last year in. Liverpool because it was obviously you know kind of not audiences but like two groups of people somebody were like getting there for music for Loreen somebody else were uh, for the story with Karia a lot of them were, were like a mixture of liking both of them but I would more say that this is actually the influence of, of Finnish participation from last year where slowly Eurovision which is a good thing it's not just a place for bubbly pop music and it's an open space for everyone and I think this kind of artists they they kind of discovered that it's a great platform to promote the music and i would say this is one of the main reasons why this is the case and i mean i'm i'm, I'm once i've heard the snippet of baby lasagna i was like yes <laughs> because i think that can really eat them up <laughs> <laughs> Well, we already mentioned Norway a little bit. Um, we just posted our top five on Norway, and we might yes, have a few yeah. guests in Norway coming up. Maybe, um, maybe. But uh, what are your overall thoughts on Norway? Did you already manage to listen to the songs? Uh, some of them. Some of them. I really like Am Princess. It's such a good one. And that was our number one, obviously, in, in on TikTok. Uh, yeah, I, I like Kaino. Uh, Margaret Berger is back. Very good. I mean, it, it feels a bit more open than most years because while there are some heavy hitters and some very big names there, a lot of the, the names that I guess aren't as well known outside of Norway have come with some some pretty good songs as well. So it might not be a walk in the park for Kaino or for Margaret. They might have some competition. I mean, as they said, they, they, they promised uh, that they will deliver something and in that case there is 18 songs which will compete for, for the Eurovision ticket and I would say that like in each and every of the hits I would say there is a lot of strong ones and uh, songs obviously and I would say that it will be a great show once um, once they will be performing. Obviously, it's a lot of to do with live performances, which right. can change a lot, you know, in a second. And I mean, based, I off, based off of these studio versions, I, I don't think there's many there that probably wouldn't qualify in Malmö. I don't see Norway going home early like the last time the contest was in Sweden. Yeah, no, I would say I would say that like they're each and every uh, heat they have like a great songs. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of eyes on Kaino and on the Margaret Berger, which is opening the hit one and mm -hmm. it's pretty much they, they they decided to go big this year as well but yet again we shouldn't be fooled by by the names only uh we should definitely see how you know we we talked just few few minutes before about how albanian song for liverpool was yeah well it's good for them to be there but but once they you know delivered on the stage it changed the story completely now i think i already wrote this in my review check out our reviews on buildingbridgespot.com by the way uh, oh <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I have the feeling with Norway that many artists just relax on their status and on their big names and don't even, you know, really bother sending in the best that they can because I think neither Margaret and especially not Kaino delivered what they actually are capable of. No, and I think, you know, the smaller names are actually having better songs, you know? They're just, you know, smaller artists, you know, maybe lesser known. But like, as you said, Anne Princess is great. I think Milo with Your Mind is great. 
Um, the big question, of course, is also a very highly discussed one. What do we think about the AI song, the Super Rock? Well, I sent a message to Dave and I said, it sounds exactly like Every Time We Touch by Cascada. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave or I, we're not really a reliable source to have an opinion when it comes to songs, which can be, you know, like Every Time We Touch, because, you mm. know, we have a weak spot for pop songs from 2000s anyways it's so good (laughs) exactly um but you know like the technology is going on and there's been a lot of you know uh, speculations and a lot of divided opinions on on using ai in national selections um there's no secret that some of the smaller countries want to um get that approach but you know well san marino is incorporating it into their final process so of course, because San Marino, uh, wow, yeah. I, I can't wait for that part of the story. Oh, I have popcorn ready to go. Can't wait. <laughs> no, but this comes uh, with the discussion of autotune as well, because this AI song, of course, is highly, highly autotuned. No, and, is it? Um, you wouldn't know, you know, what a surprise. <laughs> it's no, but uh, the EBU a- actually responded to that. And I think on that note, we can read that out really quickly because... Uh, it was official statement for that. Uh, yeah. they, they actually, they, they wanted to react to that, which is, I think, the right idea, uh, mainly because there was a lot of misinterpretation regarding that topic and uh, fans went crazy, which is obvious whenever there's anything like that, which is escalating yeah. really quickly. And of course, NRK asked about it because they allow autotune in MGP, but so far it's never been allowed in Eurovision. And DBU responded that live vocals are very important in the format and in the competition's tradition, and that the performance must take place live and without manipulation. But autotune can be used as a sound effect on parts of a song, but we do not allow it to correct the tone of the lead singer or the lead wire throughout the song. I think you'll see the EBU slowly over the years start to maybe weaken their stance on that a little bit. Not fully. I, I think it still needs to be a music competition. But uh, every time uh, either Jan Olasand or now Martin Oosterdahl speaks about the competition, about the Eurovision in general, it's always, well, we're trying to make the best possible live show and we're open to, right? So if yeah. autotune and AI can improve the experience for viewers, I think they'll they'll find ways of incorporating it maybe without ruining the actual musical portion of it, without, you know, live vocals, but sure, let's play with everything else. Yeah. I would say that this could be very offensive to professional singers, to the ones who can definitely have a great control of their voice, who yep. knows how to use the breathing. Who know, I mean, the ones who know how, how to deliver so closely to what studio track is all about and you know in that case i know technology is great and i let's say me personally i don't mind autotune when it comes to studio tracks or to to tracks who are i don't know meant to be just for a studio version of the song performed in in studio version as well but when it comes to live competition like your vision is it it definitely should be a great package of it all so of great vocals of great production of great performance whatever that could be for any song i would say i'm here with ebu so th- there shouldn't be any autotune which is uh, on the other hand helping an average singer to do well uh, yeah. or maybe even better than the one who's doing this professionally for their whole life mm-hmm. so there should be a line i get where they're going with mgp as a as a show because their their main focus is obviously on their national selection because it's it's a big show program and this is why they want to deliver it in the best way as possible 
possible. But on the other way, this is a pre-selection for the big stage, for the big one, which is waiting for us in Sweden. So this is why I get why autotune shouldn't be. Uh, I, I don't I don't mind autotune being used in, 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 in its you know, studio track as a part of some backing vocals or something which which doesn't really imply on the lead vocal. Yeah. But like it should really I think Lisa Asia would turn in the grave if if <laughs> would be in. That's the final statement on that matter. I think that's yeah. very that's a very good point. <laughs> Well, one more national final that we didn't mention so far was Moldova. I think one reason is that there were just too many songs. I couldn't keep track of them. But of course, Aliona Moon, who we all know from Malmö last time with her exactly. huge press, she withdrew one day after the songs were announced in Moldova. Yeah, what was that about? I, Do we know? I, I don't think there was a reason given. <laughs> That's. I'm yeah. so excited that we have this one country in the family, which is, you know, a black sheep in, 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 in the whole, you know, in the whole family. <laughs> Like I mean, I'm one of my favorite highlights of Eurovision season is always live auditions of Tapa Nazionale in Moldova. Starting always like the most random timings. Uh, this time, I think we will have an honor to follow this on on their YouTube on what a 3 p.m. Central European time, <laughs> yeah. and it's it's fantastic. I love how bizarre it is. I love how we have some. Troll entries every year. There's a specific artist which is always having, I would say, a very songs with specific titles who's yeah. trying to win, you know, every year. But like at the end, they always end up with somebody with the only, probably the only proper song of the selection. But or yes, usually I, a returning artist, you know, <laughs> that's very yes. popular in Moldova recently. We still have Natalia Barbu in Moldova. She was, uh, of course, representing Moldova in 2007. So a return is over. <laughs> but yeah have you guys noticed how many uh eurovision acts are returning to their national finals this year i was just about to say it's it's the i don't remember when was the last time where was a lot i mean that huge amount of, of an artists being in 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 the game for uh in the running to represent the, their country again just to mention a few of them it's let three who was there last year it was damiket and damir kejo also in croatia who who, you know, never made it to the Eurovision stage to the um, pandemic. You have uh, Legendary Constructa, you have The Roop, you have Margaret Berger, Kaino, you know, there's a huge amount of them. Also a lot of them in Italy as well. So I would say it's a proper opportunity for all of them maybe because it's you know it's 50th anniversary of abba uh abba's victory at eurovision so maybe they're trying to connect with that or is it the lorraine effect it comes back to the point that i said earlier about you know artists just relaxing on their names you know and relying yeah. on their fan base for who they are i mean do you know these you know fictional song contests on youtube and tiktok and so on that are just fan made you know and they just use their favorite mm -hmm. acts you know like you would pick the root for lithuania and constructa for serbia and Kaino for Norway and so on. No matter what the no matter what the song is, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. it's shaping out to be like that. <laughs> like, is it the fan fiction song contest this year? I wouldn't mind returning artists winning the whole thing if the song would be the best one don't get me wrong yeah uh it it's just the thing that like as you said fandom is usually relying on those names and relying on this formula which was like you know working for them once all right maybe let's talk quickly about what's coming up luxembourg still hasn't given us any updates but uh their songs should be released any day now they said early january maybe uh, by the time this podcast is out we'll have all the songs and we'll look the yeah. fool <laughs> 
early stage is long gone. But um, we know that our friend from Andorra is is involved in in, in yes. this Luxembourgish uh, national final. So we wave to to Suzanne and to Andorra for being involved and proactive when it comes to that. And I'm sure that you know she will do her job properly as she's raising the Andorran stars, music upcoming music stars in her home country. Yeah. But uh, anyway, there, there's a lot of stuff coming up uh, next week we will have we will have so as we said uh, finish acts announced on the 10th on 13th we have etapa nationala with uh, moldova's auditions we have mgp hit one and we have lithuania with hit one on the same day starting 10 minutes later than norway so there's a lot of stuff coming up i think the eurovision season is slowly kicking in and i think we we don't mind that don't we well yeah i'm thinking about it we're what eight nine weeks away from the deadline for broadcasters to submit their songs to the ebu and we still have 30 plus countries that need to pick an artist and song so do the do the math we're going to have a couple per week now going through until mid-march so it's going to get really busy oh i'm so excited and don't forget to follow up on our um, website buildingbridgespot.com you will see all the news uh, episodes and other stuff coming up uh, throughout the season um, don't forget to follow us on social media on our TikTok and um, we will talk to you very soon bye bye hey door. <laughs>